0: Hello, and welcome to the Odd Topic
1: Podcast. Here, as always, are your hosts, Luke and Brett. Okay, roll the episode.
0: Hello. It's been a while, but we're back, baby. Season three has officially started. It has indeed, Brett. we couldn't be happier. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm so glad to be back here whispering sweet nothings into your guys' ears. And sweet somethings. We provide a lot of good content. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. And also, I know, season three started far too late. Trust me when I say that if it was possible for us to record through the festive season, we would have. Yeah, I wish it was just festivities keeping us at bay, but as
1: always, we have other things going on.
0: Uh, But there were a few things that we needed to iron out to make sure that season three started out as best as it could. And I must say, Brett, I like season three. Season three of anything is always really good. Of course. It's like when you start getting into your stride. Yeah. Season one is that test. Season two is like finally getting into it. Season three is where it all happens. Think about a good TV
1: show. Season two is often the one that's not so great. If season one is really good, season two is a tough act to follow. Yeah. Then season three is, as you say, trying to get into your stride. Yeah. And, you know, kind of maybe redeem yourself if you had a bad season two, which we didn't. No, we, we had, didn't. Our season two was
0: phenomenal. We were on fire. But we are only going to go up from here, exactly. baby. So tell your friends, tell your family, this is where things are going to happen. So without further ado, let's get on with it. Luke, I want you to think back to every moment in time where you've had that thought. If only I could go back to undo things I've done. Fix the things I've said. To kill baby Hitler. <laughs> Time travel is one of those topics that lives inside all of our minds. As one of the world's truly unanswered questions, from top scientists to your average Joe, everyone has a theory, but no matter what you believe, the issues remain the same, and the science can't really be changed. In 2009, Stephen Hawking hosted a party. He set up balloons, champagne, and snacks, but no one arrived. He sat there alone the entire time. This all probably has something to do with the fact that he only sent out the invitations the day after the party took place. He figured if at any point in the future, a time travel became a possibility, people would travel back to that point and join the party. They didn't, but I like his enthusiasm. Now, this isn't what my topic is about. It's more of an idea that has become a bit under fire in the time travel sphere. You see, if someone did end up traveling back to that point how would it affect how we perceive time travel from that point onwards? And more so, would the return of said time traveler cause the discovery of time travel to be accelerated to the point where history would have been changed sooner than expected?
1: It's a very interesting conundrum, and I'm glad you brought it up because this always confuses the hell out of me. Yeah. So if you could build a time machine, or someone has in the future, we would know about it by now. Correct. They would have come back in time, obviously. They, they, We would like them to come back in time. Yeah. I and mean, especially now, they could have stopped the whole pandemic, you know? Yeah. If somebody hasn't at this present moment in time, that means they're not going to. Correct.
0: Well, a whole or paradox. They, they have, but they just can't because of the paradox. Okay. Yeah. Tell me more. Okay. So, a time paradox. It is a seemingly logical event taking place that changes history to the point where the event couldn't be possible to begin with. Now... These things get confusing they really really do i'll start off with the grandfather paradox because it's probably the easiest to understand and it's probably the most commonly used one to explain the issues that time travel could bring up so here's how it goes if a person traveled back in time to a point before his or her grandfather had children and killed him the time traveler's birth would never have taken place now if that time traveler was never born how was he or she able to travel back to kill his grandfather in the first place same argument goes for people claiming that they would travel back in time to kill a young Hitler before he ever came into power. If the time traveler succeeded, the atrocities would never have taken place, and the time traveler would never have had a reason to travel back to kill him in the first place. Yeah. So that's where the problem lies. And I hate how in TV shows they
1: address this by having the person just fade out of existence. Have you seen that? Oh, it's terrible. Like they change it's something, so bad. make it
0: non-existent, you just see them fade. Oh, no. Yeah, like into grains <laughs> of sand. Something okay. like that. <laughs> out of a marvel movie <laughs> that's not how it works time generally is perceived very differently when people start talking about time travel i won't get into it I look. i don't know if you are going to get into it i think these paradoxes have a huge lot to do with that like is time a loop always is a, uh, a linear kind of passage through or are there multiple little branches but another one of my favorite examples of paradoxes is the bootstrap paradox haven't heard of it okay neither are So this paradox is based on the fact that if an item was taken from the future back to the past, how did it ever come into being to begin with? For example, if a time traveler took a copy of Hamlet back in time and handed it to Shakespeare, who in turn copies the book, publishes it as his own, which then gets reproduced throughout the years, only to end up back in the bookshop where the original time traveler picks it up and takes it back into time. Now, in the scenario, who wrote the book to begin with? And if the loop stops and the time traveler doesn't take the book back, will the book still exist? That is, <laughs> that is mind-boggling because, I mean, it is something
1: I've thought about, obviously, taking an object back mm. to maybe, you know, next week's lottery to bring yes. it back in time, you know, something stupid like that. But it's a very interesting thing to take back someone's own work and give it back to them. Correct. Because now you've created a loop. Yes. And now there was, so
0: now where's the start point? Where was the first time of you taking it? Correct. When did that person come up with that in the first place? And what have you changed in them creating it for the first time and you just handing it to them? I mean, all the knowledge that would have gone into producing the book has other branches of it. This kind of then has a bit of destiny in it because you're like, okay, well,
1: you've created a loop. Now I'm destined to take this and bring it back. Correct. Because I have to, because that's what I did in the past.
0: Yes. And you repeat it over and over and over again. These issues, we don't really have answers to. But this is where the butterfly effect comes into play. Rather than not traveling back at all, stick to the golden rules that will ensure the space-time continuum stays untouched. So for those of you who have been living under a rock for their whole life, the butterfly effect is an example used in chaos theory, which says that a minor change in one state could create larger changes in another linear state. For example, a butterfly flapping its wings could cause a sequence of events finally leading to a tornado weeks later. In time travel, this would be a case of swatting a flower thousands of years in the past, could lead to major environmental shifts in the future. I mean, if if we think about this book that we've just spoken about, and you taking it back and giving it to him, we don't know what he would have done up until that point. We don't know. I mean, did he meet his wife in the process of him writing this book? And then that becoming something else.
1: Was the skills and experience he learned in writing the book what shaped his other works? Correct.
0: So now maybe his other works didn't happen. Yes. I mean, like people who are inspired by his works to go on and do great things like presidents and political leaders in other spheres are now no longer in their professions. I mean, in, in that case, that that's a small change, but if if we go back to to your your dictators of the past, like your Mussolinis, your Hitlers, they all were obviously guarded into where they were in life because of some things that happened. And if one small aspect of that was something created by Shakespeare, who would know? I mean, Hitler was an artist. Yeah. He was inspired by other things. It's so mind boggling to think so- of So this goes into the whole
1: thing about causality, right? Yeah. Which is technically the butterfly effect. Every action has a reaction in the future. Correct, yeah. This is also why on a scientific level, time travel to the past is impossible. Yes. It bends the laws of causality, bends the laws of anything we know in terms of science now. Yeah. So I'll go into this when we go over my topic in a bit. But yeah, time traveling to the past breaks every rule we've ever thought of. What happens to memories? Do they just get erased? Yeah. It it doesn't make sense. You're getting into a whole lot of pseudoscience here as opposed to actual science.
0: Correct. Uh, I mean, even if you look at going into the future, there are certain things that, and as one person pointed out, going into the future is as bad as going into the past because theoretically, if you move to the future and then proceed back to your current reality, you are now, with your knowledge gained if that is possible, changing that future's past. Yes. And you now form part of this loop all over again. 100%. Because now you're back at the same point of is going to the future, finding out some lot of tickets, finding out a, a new popular like movie genre, music genre, and coming back and basically rewriting all of that stuff as your own, you're now changing that future's past. Yeah. And it now no longer exists. Problem there is just going
1: back in general. Yeah. Go to the future, but then stay, stay there. there yeah. You're not coming back,
0: dude. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know what benefit it has going into the future and staying there. Yeah. Pointless. As it does going to the past. And kind of the trajectory the world has right now when things seemed a lot better back then.
1: <laughs> yeah. Unless you're too far back, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Then I don't want to go to the future. No, no. I'd rather
0: come just stay where I am. <laughs> Man, the 90s were the best i would go back to, i mean i would even go back as far as the 80s yeah 80s were cool man late 80s early 90s
1: i'd be okay with as that. long as we didn't have to get conscripted to go to war
0: yeah no, we'll find that like happy yeah, I medium. That, <laughs> yeah. yeah but speaking of all of this i did find a few golden rules that people were talking about and they seem to be the ones that are floating around of if this ever to become a thing these are what people should generally do So the first one being, whatever you do, do not change the past. This goes back to butterfly effect or causality is, even if you do travel to the past, do not change it. And this leads into rule number two, only do what has been done before. Do not go into the past and stop a riot from happening. If that riot took place and it changed something, be a part of it, don't change it. Rule number three is never reveal that you're a time traveler going back to Steve Hawkins' party. Yeah. Because if they'd they'd gone back to that time and revealed themselves, who knows what would have changed? Would they have told him how it is possible? Again, you now start getting back into these paradoxes. Uh, Rule number four was travel far enough back, if you are going to travel back, that you never risk the possibility of meeting yourself or someone you know. Rule number five is never take anything back into the past or bring anything into the future. 90% of these rules generally just mean don't go back into the past. It's not going to be good. And if you do go back for whatever reason, you almost have to be incognito to a point of it doesn't actually benefit you even going back. Don't kill anyone. Don't try and change how your future's life is. It's just not going to work.
1: Have you ever seen that photo with that... God, that looks like he's traveled through time. Yes, he has gone. It's gone back to the past. Yes, it's like
0: there's a whole bunch of guys in suits. In and he's suits, there in like a
1: flannel jacket with like shades on. And yeah, he yeah, he's, yeah. He's yeah I've seen that one.
0: It's crazy, eh? Hey? I remember looking at that, and it took me to uh, I don't know if you ever watched Fringe, that series, mm, and they had the observers. This. It kind of reminded me of that. Go back in time. You can't change any event, um, but you are there observing. Yeah, and they kind of had that whole rule of they only get sent back in time to change historical events that would basically wipe out humanity. So when I saw that photo of that guy, it kind of reminded me of that, but it also reminded me of a guy who's like rented, I mean, in year 3052, has gone and rented a time travel machine, gone back, and we're like, whoa, (laughs) this is cool, and, I don't know, disappeared again. (laughs) I
1: mean, this guy's wearing like a hoodie. He doesn't belong to where all these guys wearing suits and stuff.
0: Yeah, and people were saying, I think the glasses that he was wearing, that that style mm. I think there were Ray-Bans or whatever was only produced like years later yeah so I did
1: some more research on this when I well I'm talking about years back when yeah. I first saw the photo but then they actually picked apart everything he was wearing and they saw okay it is actually possible that he was wearing this exact stuff oh really so so they found the glasses he was wearing okay because uh, if you look at the photo they actually have these weird side visors yes. so it was actually a, a thing that was gaining popularity at the time for like blocking sun out the sides of your glasses okay so he had this weird stuff going on, but yeah. all of the pieces actually were available at the time, and the fact that he was wearing them was just made him look like he was from the future.
0: We'll we'll put this up on our Instagram, so go check it out. From what I remember from the photo, because he's amongst so many other people wearing suits, it did stand out. Yeah, he's this up. is weird. So, with all of that said and done, would you still consider traveling back to the past or even to the future? And in saying that. Is time travel even possible? I mean, we spoke about linear and timelines and basically moving backwards and creating a whole new timeline. Is it possible to begin with? Well, maybe. Luke, I think you need to fill us in. All right. So
1: it is indeed possible, theoretically.
0: Okay. But not in the way you
1: might think. And also definitely not to the past. Time travel to the past is just nonsense, as I said earlier. It is never going to happen.
0: Well, from the sounds of it, so many things can go wrong that I'm okay with that. (laughs) Look, I would love to time travel
1: to the past. I don't want to make dramatic changes. Yeah. I think that you're just going to mess with things, mess with causality. What I would do, though, is literally, as I said, go a week or two in advance, get lottery numbers, come (laughs) back now. What's that really going to affect in a bad way?
0: My life, maybe, but that's all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also, the lives of the people who would have won the lotto, if yeah. you hadn't gone, <laughs> <Fuck him. laughs> butterfly effect, Luke, butterfly effect.
1: <laughs> I suppose so. And maybe them willing the um, the million Great. might make them crazy good scientists and develop a new cure for whatever crazy disease
0: comes next. You could stop the cure for cancer. Oh, man, I Basically. hate this. Cancer is your fault now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but by saying that, then there's a million, billion, infinite number of possible scenarios of, of anything that you could create by time traveling, yeah. which goes back into multiple universe theory.
0: And it all gets crazy. This whole thing is insane. That's why it's such a scary thing to think of, because it's not just a, again, not just a linear thing. And changing something could have dire, dire consequences, or it could be a great thing. Yeah. Um, You could step on a leaf in 10,000 BC. That leaf is the one thing that causes uh, a change in, whatever and now we don't have mosquitoes i don't know like there's a million things that could change and make our lives better
1: well okay this is beginning to hurt my head a bit so let's go into more of the sciencey stuff to hurt a different side of my brain (laughs) bring it on so as i said i'm going to dive into some of the more scientific aspects of time travel Not so much the crazy mathematical physics behind it. Well, I do talk about the physics, but I'm not going to bore everyone with calculations because I don't even know them myself. No, please don't. I don't understand this either. (laughs) So in general, I'm going to talk about how possible it actually is to time travel. And could this be something we can develop in the future if we can't do it now? So I've broken this down into different forms of time travel. Now, there's a few hypothesized concepts on how it may work. Obviously, nobody has ever time traveled before that we know of anyway. So there main theories until proven. So I'd say if we broke it down, we have cosmic time travel, we have religious or cultural time travel, and we have man-made time travel. Now, I just made these categories up, but hear me out. <laughs> Starting with religion and culture. So in Hindu mythology, there's a story of King Raivata Kakudumi, apologies if that pronunciation is wrong, who traveled to heaven to meet the god Brahma and when he returns to Earth, he learns that many years have passed. Or similarly, there's a Japanese tale of a fisherman who visited a land under sea for three days, and upon returning to the surface, learns that 300 years had passed. So these are obviously stories that are up for interpretation, but on a base level, it starts the conversation going about time and how it works, and the ability of a person to be in their own time space, being independent from the rate at which time passes around them. Now, man-made and cosmic time travel sort of go hand in hand. By man-made, I mean the type of devices we could develop to enable time travel, such as the DeLorean from Back to the Future, or the time machine in the movie The Time Machine, (laughs) where some sci-fi tech is used to completely break the laws of physics and enable one to travel through time. Now there's a lot of sci-fi science in these, like science that sounds plausible but not really quantifiable and we can't equate it to something that could happen at least not now. So how does this relate to cosmic time travel? Well, I think one of the better theories of time travel is using outer space to change the passage of time, which would have to be done through mad made means like a spaceship, but not necessarily through the use of some science bending machine to do so. As you know, there's a lot of physics involved in space-time and all kinds of theories and calculations out there. But let's look at one of my favorite movies. Exactly what
0: I was thinking of.
1: And see how, whilst being a pseudoscience, the concepts they use to travel through time seem somewhat plausible. So let's whip out those science books and let's look at some physics. Let's look at the Earth. And assuming you're not a flat earther, by now you should know that the Earth rotates on its own axis. Which gives us the day and night cycle. Also, while traveling in an oblong-shaped route around the sun, we as humans have quantified this cosmic journey into a length of time. One single trip around the sun has been quantified as a year and the Earth's rotations in which different parts of the Earth face the sun at any given moment gives us the days. So we take how many times we go from seeing the sun to not seeing the sun within one trip around the sun to give us how many days there are in a year. We further break this rotation of Earth into sections like hours, minutes, seconds, etc. So what am I getting at? Well, let's look at the physics. Us, as people on the surface of the planet, experience time in the exact same way but what if we got off the planet and moved really far away from it? You've heard of relative velocity, right? Which are two objects moving at the same speed next to each other appear stationary to one another. Whereas one stationary object and another moving past looks much faster. Yeah. Well, what if we put ourselves in a point where we are stationary or close to stationary and watch the Earth move? If we are no longer moving with the Earth, the Earth now has a greater relative velocity to us. It's so the it's kind of hard to explain in a podcast with no graphics <laughs> yeah. and stuff, but try my best, okay? Let's say we find a means of traveling far away from Earth, preferably instantaneously or at least close to the speed of light, or through a wormhole like an interstellar. So we didn't feel the effects of time getting to the destination. So yep. let's eliminate that as a variable in this calculation. We get to a point where we remain stationary and we can watch the Earth rotate. Now, we are, have to be very, very far away for this to yeah. work. In fact, you would be able to see the Earth. But let's assume you're so far away, it is just rotating. It would actually appear to us like we're able to, to watch the rotations happen. Especially because we're now so far away and stationary, it will look like it is moving. We see it move in its own time. Yeah. So if we get back to Earth really quickly, instantaneously, or the speed of light again, wouldn't you know it, we would be a couple of days in the future. Yeah. Okay. This hard to explain phenomenon is called relative velocity time dilation is one of many theories but this one is actually quantifiable this does exist and does work and if we could figure out a few small things would enable us to travel through time technically
0: yeah basically it's almost the case of traveling instantaneously away so that earth can do what it needs to do and then traveling back and being like okay cool like what's happened exactly we would need something fast enough to get
1: us whether it's teleportation device a rocket that's really fast, or a wormhole, like, as I said, an interstellar, then we could observe this phenomenon. Now, this isn't exactly time travel. We're not just skipping through time. No. We're observing the same characteristics of time, just at a faster pace. Time is remaining constant. We are living for the exact same quantifiable period that they would be on the Earth if we were away from it, but to us, relatively, it's just happening a lot quicker. Quicker, yes. So that's the whole concept there. There is another type of time dilation called gravity dilation, in which objects with a higher gravity experience time differently. Very similar to the other principle, where if you move really far away, you experience time differently. But this time it's because the pool of gravity affects time. This is what I was saying when I said time actually moves as a curve. Okay, so it's not linear. It's not linear. Whilst in the grand scheme of things still linear, but time does Change based on how close you are to the center of the Earth. Uh, at least in this case, when we use our Earth's rotation as our marker for time, correct. Yeah. The same would apply to any planet. Yes. So that technically means that your head ages faster than your feet because the closer you are, the slower time moves. That's weird.
0: So you're saying that those Sherpas living around Everest and those high peaks are aging quicker than what we are because time for them is perceived quicker.
1: Yes, from my understanding, that is how it works. However, the difference is so minute that it's almost unobservable.
0: So I can't go home, curl up in a ball and hope that I kind of retain my age. I'm turning 30 soon. I need this. No,
1: unfortunately not. So if you live in the basement
0: of your mom's house, (laughs) you're not going to beat everyone upstairs because you're aging slower and outlive them.
1: That's not going to happen. Now, this, again, is quantifiable. So, this science exists and it is true. Yeah. So, what they did was they did an experiment where they took what's called an atomic clock. Okay. Which Mm -hmm. is an incredibly accurate timekeeping device. And they had one. They took one to the upper reaches of of the atmosphere. Uh, I don't know if it was in a plane or what they did, but... They took it up there somewhere. It would
0: be one of those planes that probably went just into yeah. orbit. You know?
1: And then they kept one on ground and they had them exactly the same. When the one came back
0: to Earth, it was a second faster. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. Really, really cool. Yeah. A whole, like, I, I was expecting like, oh, uh, it was just a fraction or whatever. A whole I think it was second.
1: A second. Might have been like a milli nanosecond, but it was definitely quicker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is a whole lot of brain hurting stuff. So. so bad. Anyway, the point is that in theory, some time travel is possible. At least into the future, and most definitely not to the past. And I mean, I guess we're kind of just using physics to cheat the system, is what we're trying to do.
0: Yeah, ag- again, we're we're entering the sphere of science that is plausible, but not possible. And the pl- plausibility requires so much specific altering things like light, instantaneous light speed travel and all of that. At the end of the day, it's 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 not something we can yeah. even soon like see it's it's nothing that's going to pop up in our next like year or two no um i I know i was reading and i don't remember the exact facts of it but a person was talking about the possibility of time travel using obviously the point of where the machine started it traveling light speed and then coming back to the point where it was Mm. Would allow you to time travel into the future.
1: Yeah, if you could have it that you could not go back from before the machine was conceptualized. Correct. That could be, yeah, that could be something that could work. But still,
0: it's so mind boggling.
1: When I have to look at time as almost like watching a, a, a DVD or something where you can only push fast forward, you can't skip scenes. Yes. So you can fast forward to the different scenes, but you cannot just jump. Correct. So time travel in any form of plausibility anyway is not jumping. Yeah. And and you are, also, you are. the rewind, rewind button doesn't <laughs>
0: exist. No, <laughs> again, you cannot travel back <laughs> in time. <laughs> so, mind-numbing or not, these are things that are amazing to talk about, amazing to think about, because of how it explains the universe that we live in, and how each individual aspect of our world plays part into another part of it. You might not be able to travel back to a week or a month before to cheat on a test or change the outcome or something. Using the hacks, I guess, in our scientific atmosphere. Yeah, in the way that we understand. It. Correct. It is possible, like Luke said, to hit a fast forward button. I doubt this is something that we're going to see in our lifetimes or even our kids' lifetime. But the fact that this is possible... As grand as it is, I mean it does make for some exciting future science.
1: It does. I feel like you have to add that theoretically possible. Theoretically possible. (laughs)
0: Please understand. This is all theory. (laughs) And if you do know how to travel light speed instantaneously, give us a call. Give us a call. Don't phone anyone but us, please. But thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this one as much as we did. Also, welcome back. Season three has started, and we're actually so keen to get the season going. Yeah. But if you do want to get a hold of us, you can catch us on all social media platforms at Outtopy Podcast. You can also find us on our webpage at autobypodcast.com, where you can find an email link, which is community at But other than that, we'll see you again next week. I'm Brett. I'm Luke. Stay fresh. Stay freaky. Bye. Bye.